Welcome everybody, you're listening to the Long Overdue Podcast, featuring Chris, Denise, Dawn, and Pat. Are you prepared? Prepared for what? Prepared for disaster, the ultimate disaster. Which is? A zombie apocalypse. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> I am not Honestly I don't think many people really are I don't think so either Just saying I think most people are Like me Who are like oh whatever And then there's the really crazy people That are Have been prepared since Y2K Like the doomsday Exactly (laughs) (laughs) The doomsday preppers those yeah. people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, hmm. I'm kind of wondering mm-hmm. when we're talking about an apocalypse. I'm <laughs> thinking like at least the whole country, mm-hmm. if not more. Mm-hmm. Well, well, right. It, it has to start somewhere, right? But I guess what I'm going towards is what services like when it starts there's going to be some like cell phone you can still Mm -hmm. use but once it takes over Mm -hmm. there's like no cell phones no electricity is that true well well, the networks are gonna go down yeah right how is that really why (laughs) who's gonna (laughs) run it well the right networks that are built properly don't need anybody to run them, right? And why do we have people working at those places? To make sure they run right and they do nothing. <laughs> they sit there and watch. So, so Where do I get an application my, to this place? Yeah. <laughs> so, my husband works in IT and I remember at Y2K, he had to go sit there overnight and watch the computers along with a friend's husband who also worked in IT and he was an engineer and all this. They had to go sit and watch the computers mm-hmm. till after midnight to make sure nothing blew up and the world didn't come to an end. And it didn't. And nothing happened. And they got paid to sit there and watch the computers do nothing. If it had happened, what would they have done? Uh, see, I don't know. Would they and have they still gotten paid? <laughs> you well, know, that Y2, depends on what happens. If Y2K would have happened, like the big fear of that was that mm-hmm. all everything was going to be set back all to the zero. Systems. Yeah. yeah, all the systems would be set back to 1900. Yes. And so you wouldn't have been born yet. So uh-huh. no, you wouldn't have gotten paid. That's why it's so. good to have paper copies of everything. <laughs> <laughs> Crash so maybe this is where we start for, you know... The zombie apocalypse is... Always have some cash handy. Cash and... <laughs> although, is that going to do you any good? No. At first. You know, at yeah, first, at first yeah, maybe, but yeah. After a while, we're going to be back to the old barter system. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. So start learning some kind of skill that you can trade. Yeah. You know what's good for bartering? <laughs> what's I've got nothing. <laughs> I got chickies. Uh, commodities, <laughs> alcohol, beer... That, that's like currency and if there's an apocalypse. Yeah. And, you know, Ammunition. It's, it's been long enough mm-hmm. that, that people mm-hmm. want you know want those things and and maybe are settled in to where they have 
kind of are able to survive, those are the kind of things people are going to want. So this is like second tier of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Once you have your basic survival, right. you need alcohol. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's and of course... <laughs> And of course, alcohol is a great. This is, this is not Maslow that I remember. But <laughs> it's a great, you know, disinfectant. We all have different priorities. Yes, we do. You know, it's interesting to think about. But yes, we do. Good for cleaning. And mm-hmm. you know, it could probably numb the pain if you drink enough. That's true. You know, if you have. That's yeah. why a lot of people get addicted to things that numb the pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But. And so this is not something that you would necessarily need to stock up on, though, too, right? right? Because you could make your own still and do your own. Because we were talking this morning. Where was I talking about this? Who was I talking to about this? (laughs) About making your own booze? Oh, this was in... Yes. This was in book club. Um, We were... So we read this book book where... Um, it was it was a group of cowboys from Montana who were hired to mm-hmm. take an entire herd of cattle, like over 500 head of cattle, to Siberia. Wow. So they had to get on a boat with all these cows and go across the ocean, and they got off at Vladivostok, but the, sh- the harbor master wouldn't let them off without paying him a bribe, and they refused to do it. So in the middle of the night, they took their ship down the coast just a little bit and made all the cattle get off into the water and swim to the shore. But it's cold because it's Russia. And so what they did is they had just discovered vodka when they went into the town. So they took a bunch of, of hay and mixed it with vodka and got the, the cattle drunk but it warmed them up enough that they didn't all freeze to death that night. And then the next day when the sun came up, they were still alive. Wow. So what we were really talking about <laughs> was, the, so we were talking about how, re, how realistic is this getting cattle drunk? And somebody mentioned that when you've got a stack of hay, you have to protect it because otherwise it will get wet in the center. Mm-hmm. It's warm because it's protected from, you know, air, cold air and wind and all that. And it can ferment and it starts to smell if the cattle eat it or the horses or whatever it is eat that fermented hay, they can get sick or things can happen to them or whatever, but they get kind of drunk. So you you want to not do that. But, you know, if you're in a barter society, you know, there are no quality controls. So you could make your fermented whatever out of anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Whatever you've got. Here's my thing. Making alcohol, okay, making a still that will make alcohol. Uh-huh. I'm thinking I need um, a YouTube video, <laughs> <laughs> which is not going to be there anymore. <laughs> so I need to have a paper copy of a still. So that's probably the first thing on our list. Fox Fire books. You need Fox Fire books. <laughs> like all eight or 10 or 12 or however many there are. That's a lot. Is that, isn't that an ebook? I'm sure it is, but before the, but before e-book. there were ebooks, there was all, there were hard copies what? of them. Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna say that on our database, there is a how to make your own beer book on there that you can download. Yeah, but that I'm gonna guess that's small quantities. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know if it can be up, you know, upscaled to larger quantities that then you could sell, or if you want to keep it small so that you're only selling to your friends mm-hmm. and nobody, you know, comes to murder you and right. take over your still because yeah. you don't want that going on. Right. Right. But you also don't want the zombies sniffing it out and knowing there will be people around it whose brains they can eat. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's an interesting concept. Yeah. Well, well, that they can smell. Oh, can of course they? they can smell. Oh, well, we really even haven't decided what kind of zombies Don't we're fighting. They? <laughs> I mean, they can hear. I mean, if you're thinking about like the Walking Dead kind I, of zombies, I've never seen the Walking then Dead. Then they can hear because that's kind of what draws mm-hmm. their attention. Hmm. But I don't know if they can smell. I I always imagine that zombies have senses. Well, yeah. In uh, are the we, are we talking about like? Again, Walking Dead zombies, where they're kind of slow and shambly, or are we talking like Twenty Eight Days Later, where they've just got like right a virus well, and, and they're still, you like, know, look like people, but they're yeah. crazy. In the Zombie Survival Guide, they they suggested that that zombies only have the senses that they had. Originally, so as long as they still have eyes, they can see. see they they have a nose, nose yeah, they yeah. can still smell until all those things start to deteriorate, mm. and then they become gradually less effective the mm-hmm. longer it's been. So how? So you, that brings yeah. up an interesting question: How much of your sense of smell is simply in your nose, or is behind your nose in the olfactory? Mm-hmm. You know, in all that. I, I don't know. Well, have you ever said that? tastes like it smells i mean yes something that's Uh, unpleasant yeah why would you taste it then if it smelled that bad (laughs) because somebody said oh no it's great i love it (laughs) like that stinky cheese oh (laughs) so all that to say i didn't Uh i didn't mean to derail us on uh on the talk of how to make beer and alcohol (laughs) i was just i i read that and i think that it was like in isn't something magazine like outdoors or popular mm-hmm. science or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that was their suggestion is that that's one of those things that'll become a commodity mm-hmm. and, uh, and be essentially like currency whenever there's really a, a disaster, any disaster, yeah. like, you know, wide scale, yeah. which if you haven't gathered by now, the, what we're trying to suggest in discussing all this is that if you can be prepared for a zombie apocalypse, then you can be prepared for any other kind of disaster. Because disasters are... They're all disasters. Disaster's a disaster. Is that what you're yeah. trying to say? Yeah. Yes. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know, Chris. Because... All right, I know that was kind of the premise of why we're here talking. <laughs> but but now we're not. Just just that t- <laughs> that that question of what can what do, are these zombies capable of tells you that there're different things you have to be prepared to do or not do or manage depending on what your disaster is. So well, like a flood is a disaster, you know. Yes. And if you're dealing with a flood, then first you have to adapt with all the excess water being everywhere mm-hmm. and how to survive that. And then once you deal with that, mm-hmm. 
then you but, need all the other essential survival stuff that you need in any survival situation. Well, you're right, but Same there's thing different the, ways of dealing with flood water. With the zombies. You know, depending on what's in the water. It's one, well, yeah. Because we had this whole thing in, um, in North Carolina just recently with Hurricane Florence about all the, the pig manure oh, washing no. into the water sources... Mm-hmm. And it was actually places where this, this, you know, the pig droppings had been put for storage because they're so toxic to the water sources. Mm-hmm. But now they got washed all into it, so they're telling people don't drink the water. Even though it's flowing past you, it mm-hmm. is not clean water. Mm-hmm. The same th- We had the same thing in Houston area, mm-hmm. you know, with Harvey, mm-hmm. that... We, we've got this kind of toxic thing or this kind of thing that just gets washed into the, the water mm-hmm. system. Well, and, you know, if you watch Sarah so. Grills, um, you survivalist, you know that you should boil the water. Right. Because there's still, I mean, even in the wild, mm-hmm. you can still get sick That's from true. It. Right. That's true. And so. buy a Bear Grylls knife. Did I say his name right? Bear Grylls? Isn't that what you said? Yeah. I hope I did say yeah. it right. Apparently you're supposed to have one of those. I don't know. A what? A, a Bear Grylls knife. Oh, well, yeah. I thought you'd have a <laughs> Bowie knife around here. Bowie knife, <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely on the list of things that you need in addition to another weapon. You need to have a knife because everybody should have one. Mm-hmm. A knife, but not a Bear Grylls knife. No, it doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't even say be that. branded, right? That's not a knife. I mean, unless we're going to get one for free. <laughs> this is a knife, Mike. <laughs> You need a machete. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yes, mach- machete is important. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. For a variety of things. Yep. Because not, right. it's not just for hitting right. zombies. It's for... Machetes aren't just for hitting anymore. Yeah, that's it's right. for chop, cutting cutting all varieties of things. And machetes things. Are, any, are easily maintained. Um, they're usually made out of softer metal, so they're mm-hmm. easy to sharpen. You don't have to... Oh. They blunt easily, but then you can resharpen them just as easily. Okay, so that's mm. maybe the first stop is a sporting goods store. After you, you know, you're you're getting prepared. You get your directions for your still, and then you need enough. <laughs> well, what about being prepared ahead of time? Isn't oh, that, okay. Isn't that kind of what we're going for? Here? All right. <laughs> Things that you should always have to be prepared, like for example. So, are you advocating, you know, this kind of store up three months worth of canned goods kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. For real? Is yeah. three so, months enough? So, what do you think? Yeah, they said 90 days for most disasters. Spam yeah. and ranch-style beans. Yep. That covers it. Canned goods. <laughs> Things that are not <laughs> perishable. That or vacuum-sealed goods. Really? Because those seem like they would puncture easily, and so you'd have to be really careful about how you store them. Is that mm-hmm. true? I, I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. What are I they going to so like, well, I don't that? know. I mean, if it's a flood, <laughs> you know, and it picks up all okay, these vacuum-sealed things yeah. and throws them into Sweet, your chain-link fence, right, right. you got puncture holes in your food now, and you can't eat it. Okay. So that could happen to a can. Also. It could. It would be harder, though, to puncture it. 
The I think so. I'm thinking about like the camping rations that you get. You can get them at like Cabela's uh. and some of those. I think even Walmart. In if you go to the ca- oh. camping section, they have meals that are freeze dried or vacuum packed. Mm-hmm. Add water. What, what do we call Pretty those? Much? The M M E M rations. You know what? As I'm thinking about this and looking at it, like this is a lot of the same stuff that you would need if you were going to go. MREs, meals ready to eat. That's what they are. I've seen these in books. You know, MREs, right? Stuff that you need if you're going to go on an adventure and go into a dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. Into a dungeon? Yeah. Because when would we do that? Like in in a role-playing game. Oh, oh, oh. No, this is like all the same stuff. You need so your water. You need your your dried rations or whatever doesn't spoil readily. Um, you need your blanket and pillow or your bedroll. You need medications. Um, you need a weapon that you actually know how to use properly. Whoa, there's some good advice. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a knife in addition to that, and of course clothing that's appropriate to your climate, uh, a bag, and of course rope. What if the disaster changes your climate and you were prepared for the climate you have and suddenly it's a whole new climate and you're out of luck? Time to learn how to modify clothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we have to sew. We have to sew. Oh, oh, no, you just tear the sleeves <laughs> off or just, or just put just more. Just put all the clothes you have on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Hmm. So those are your most basic survival things. Um, and that is really amazing that playing role-playing games can prepare you to survive mm-hmm. the zombie apocalypse. And prepare you to survive a lot of things, I'm, I'm sure. Probably. Hmm. But wouldn't you feel really silly if there was a disaster and you've been playing all these role-playing games and you weren't prepared? And you weren't prepared. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mm. Well, I'll, like at this point, I wouldn't be prepared. I would know what I need to be prepared, but I don't have any like a stockpile of those things right now. So, yeah. You know. mm. So going back to the whole cell phone thing, mm-hmm. um, remember on nine eleven when mm-hmm. that happened, mm-hmm. you couldn't contact anybody, especially if you were in New York. I mean, that was just like system overload and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Right. So it wasn't just that the systems were down; it was that they were just overloaded and people couldn't get through and. Yeah, you know, same so. thing on New Year's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or Mother's Day. Yeah. 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 Right. Hmm. Too many people trying But to as long as those satellites are up there functioning, we should, we should be able to get cell phone service back. But then, you know, if anything ever malfunctions and we don't have people taking care of it, mm-hmm. then we're out of luck. But Like those sunspots. Mm-hmm. Or flares. Sun mm-hmm. flares, whatever they are. Okay, so I just want you to know that I found this article that says that the Pentagon has an actual plan for the zombie apocalypse. Really? I'm sure they do. And I'm sure that that's not the actual plan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it does say that even though they have a plan, they don't actually believe that they're going to use it. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, then why do they make the plan? I mean. <laughs> so what do they think zombies are going to be able to do so that they can plan for it? Oh, it's actually an unclassified document. 
No. Um. <laughs> That's not the real plan. <laughs> <laughs> they are going to try to preserve the non-zombie humans from the threats posed by a zombie horde. Hmm. So they, they have, that? yeah, they have a three-step approach. Hmm. <laughs> good, good. Maintaining a defensive perimeter to protect human life. Okay, so that must mean the people who are at the Pentagon. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you have to have a place and to And if you're in the rest of the country, yeah. well, oh, well, yeah. Apparently, before long, you won't be human anymore, so yeah. we don't have to protect you. Conducting operations that will eradicate zombie threats. Mm. And aiding civil authorities in restoring law and order. Which is something else I think you should think about being prepared for is raiding. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm more worried about the, the people, the humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the name of the zombies. Hence the <laughs> weapon that you actually know how to use properly. Yes. Because, yeah, in a disaster situation, everybody is suspect. Mm-hmm. Because they're all, you know, you never know. So that person might be fine and you might get along with them or they might be the kind of person that breaks in a survival situation and will do whatever they have to do to survive, including killing everybody else and taking their stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so my, I have a niece who lives, I think, just outside of Houston. I don't think it's Houston proper, but it's that area. And her house was flooded during Harvey last year. And her neighborhood apparently was a place where looters were just drawn to it. Mm-hmm. And she ended up, her husband was out of town for an extended period of time and couldn't get back home. And she ended up staying at her house with her gun just mm-hmm. so that looters didn't come take everything they had. Mm-hmm. So <coughs> it's, a, it's a real threat. It, a is real a, it is a real concern, a real threat. Yeah. It is. And you have to be uh, prepared for scammers, <coughs> you know, that are trying to come in oh, and yeah. do repairs and... Well, and that's, that's so scary. I mean, even here when we have big hailstorms, mm-hmm. then suddenly you've got the pop-up auto mm-hmm. hail repair people and the, I can do your roof for this much money and I guarantee it for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. Well, that's not real, you know, <laughs> and they're going to disappear. And how do you track them yeah. down to fix your roof if something goes wrong? Yeah, it's you like, know, that okay, kind of stuff. You do the work and then I'll pay you. <laughs> maybe what you're asking for maybe not because maybe it won't be worth it and yeah, you exactly. won't do a good job whatever yeah mm-hmm. so we've all had experience I think with those kind of people already and we haven't really hit disaster right right so we know they're there those people who will take advantage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes so on this list of uh of things that you need to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's funny that uh, a smartphone is included. Really? On this list, yes. A so. super smartphone that doesn't need any infrastructure. <laughs> I think it needs a satellite phone. Would that like, so like when you're out. Um, oh, that's good. Oh, climbing the mountain and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. What is that? Climbing. Mountain climbing. There you go. <laughs> hiking. Mountain. Hiking. I was thinking hiking, but I thought, no, that's not right. Trekking. 
trekking. trekking. <laughs> anyway, so a lot of times you will have a satellite phone. Right. So the satellite wouldn't be affected necessarily by... Mm-hmm. So would that still work? But then you would have to call somebody else with a satellite, with a satellite phone. phone. <laughs> yeah, that you're counting on someone else to have one as well, yeah. aren't you? Mm-hmm. And you knowing the number. <laughs> well, there's that, right. Right, knowing the number and that they're going to answer. Yeah. It's like, no, this is crazy person trying to come and get me. Oh, no, I can't charge my phone anymore. <laughs> and the batteries are dead or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's that. Hmm. Okay, so there's a funny quote here uh, from this, what's your zombie contingency plan, 11 practical strategies. It says, I had a good plan, but then I tripped. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Whoops. Mm. Hmm. Okay, I guess I thought that was funnier than y'all did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had to think about it. I I was trying to figure out if it was a pun or something or if it was just take it at face value. I think it's a take it at face value. Yep. Okay. Because that's all it takes. Yeah. It's a trip. It's to fall. And they'll catch you (laughs) and eat your brains. Yes. Yep. It's a common misconception. And turn you into a zombie. Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah. Do you know how much force it would take for them to actually get into your head and eat your brains? Do you know how strong they are? Even though they just shamble and fall off. No, they only have what they're equipped with. So a strong person would be strong, but a regular person would... Just have regular... But they clump, they, they, it's like a scrum. <laughs> you know, it's not just one. There's never one zombie, right? Have you ever seen one zombie? No. <laughs> they I travel think, in packs. I think that they might go for the brains after they've properly disposed of everything else. Yeah. If that's the last thing. I think they're going to eat every last bit of you. Yeah. I don't think that's their first target. Really? Not unless we're dealing with like a certain kind of brain-eating zombie. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the thing, but I think that that's a. I guess it also depends on how know. these zombies were created. Yeah, and I was just thinking about that. Why do we have these zombies to begin with? Well, bio. It depends on which kind of. Well, zombies. you see, there's this corporation called Umbrella, and they made this virus. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So who is that? I don't. I that's don't in know. Resident Evil. Okay. All right. See, I don't know any of them. I just know, like, there was one TV show I watched where it was a virus kind of thing, but then they found an antidote and everybody was fine. Mm-hmm. And so the other thing I've been thinking of is not zombies, but it's aliens, like, mm-hmm. who take over your body. Mm-hmm. So that's a kind of thing that, you know, you could potentially run into yeah <laughs> alien zombies well well yeah it's kind of body the same snatchers. thing because they're human bodies and you think you know who they are and they're not yeah right uh-huh yeah and so they're super strong because they just are and <laughs> because they just they are, just are. <laughs> an alien just they literally, always are literally did, you see, did, did you read the fifth wave no. No. Okay. <laughs> well, I did. And that's what happened. All these people look like your friends, but they're not. And they're strong. And they're super strong. Not just strong, Chris. They're super, super strong. But they're not vampires. It's not like that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> huh. yeah. Okay, so was it 28 huh. Days? Is that the one that you were? 28 yeah. Days Later that had Will Smith in it? 
which is the one that had Will Smith in it, where all the zombies and he kind of lived in his house. Oh, that was that was I am am legend. legend. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So here's my thought, Uh not really my thought, my question. So he had his whole thing down in his basement, Mm -hmm. and you know, and I think that's being in the basement is a good idea because you can have the lights on and probably keep that Mm -hmm. you know contained easier. But then you're cornered. I mean, I guess he did have an ex- escape plan out of his his. Uh, well, so the, so the so the survival guy I found. Yeah, it says go to higher ground because zombies can't climb very well. I don't know if that includes stairs or if it's just like climbing up the side of a hill. I don't. I'm not sure. Well, and it's not it wasn't just clear the zombie itself, but like people who are raiding your house or you know if you uh, wanted to get away from them yeah. well yeah it's always advantageous to have well a but, but okay. so a basement okay. you know i guess you could do extra protection mm-hmm. like you know extra oh. like steel walls. well yes that's more like yeah, wait, yeah fortifying yeah 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 which is always a good idea so so right here, I'm I'm reading this, and it says zombie-proof your house because zombies are strong. Is that a floating house? They are house? super strong. It is <laughs> houseboat. All you it. need is a no, like a like a flying house. Yeah, it's, it's in the it's air. It's like a super. It's like a, a helicopter house. Like the house is the main housing of the helicopter, and then it's got these wings and and little rotors. That's all. You just need a house that doesn't touch there anything. There you go. That's there right. you go. That would be pretty awesome. That's called a satellite. <laughs> so we got to go to space. Go- you need a rocket to do <laughs> You'll need continuous. Now you're being ridiculous. <laughs> you're going to need That's to ridiculous. have like <laughs> an infinite amount of fuel to keep that thing going. No, but honestly. No, it's solar powered. Oh, okay. But you honestly. solar panels on the top of your oh. house. A houseboat is a good option. Yeah. Because they can't. They can't swim. They just walk really. Just walk what, ab- what about those ones in Harry Potter? Are those not zombies? The ones sure. in the so like seven? this is yeah. <laughs> no, so it's not seven. It. it has to be six because he's with Dumbledore. Oh yeah, it's at the end of six. Yeah, it's in six. I so think that those are a different thing. Well, you know, we talked about there's different kind of zombies, apparently. Are they going to be... Because these look like zombie yeah. things. So are know? we prepping for magic zombies, too? Well, you know, I think we got to cover <laughs> it, our bases. Okay, so holy water... <laughs> Garlic. You, 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 no, Sharp tires. <laughs> Wait, okay. And we've already... We've already I didn't know holy water. tires are ridiculous. <laughs> 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 but... What's holy water got to do with it? I don't know. It just works on anything that's evil and undead. Yeah. Yeah. If we're talking magic here. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Now, evil and undead. Or is it evil or undead? Well, undead both. is always evil. Yeah. Okay. At least. You're not going to come back really? from the dead just to be like, sup? <laughs> wow. There's a whole religious line of thinking here that, that we are ignoring. Because... <laughs> Pretty, you know, <laughs> standard religious thinking in this part of the country. It's it's not evil to be undead. This this person we're talking about here at the center of this religion that's, came back from the dead. No, that's a different thing. That's called resurrection. That's when you so, 
That's so let's back talk and about resurrection honest. and b- raising from the dead. What's the difference there? Okay, because, because Lazarus was raised from the dead. Yes. Jesus was resurrected. Why are they different? They're not zombies. Yeah, a zombie. Each one of them is a zombie. I don't know. Right, exactly. Don't know. So that's yeah. the difference because they're real people that they still can think for themselves and they still do all that. But the zombie but, is... But I thought you just said those were two different things. Raised from the dead, resurrection. Right. Necromancy creates zombies. That's when you like... You just evil magic. Evil. Bring that's back. necromancy. And they're not... They're not... They're, you know, they're not alive they're undead they're okay. dead but they're not yeah Th- this is totally derailed yeah <laughs> this is the, totally the, off topic the undead now. part is, is where <laughs> what, what cinches it here because <laughs> so i had no direction for this podcast episode i'll just say that so you know it can go anywhere so are we really wanting to talk about disaster preparedness for real? Well, I wanted to, I had to yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Because there's All some right. interesting stuff here. I'll just quit being... No, I, I like that, I like that discussion, um, so. but I'm going to be discussing it from a, you know, a gamer's perspective for the most part. <laughs> um, Use diesel-powered vehicles. Did y'all know this? What? Why? What difference does it make? Hoarding gasoline won't work. The chemicals that once kept it fresh will degrade it in time. After a year or so, it goes bad. The chances are gas stations will run out of gasoline. There could be some diesel fuel left. In addition, all military diesels can run on other fuels as well, from rotten kerosene to fermented leaves. So invest in something that can handle harder fuels. So you said military vehicles, mm-hmm. but not like a commercial like diesel truck. No, but if you can, I'm sure if you can make your own biodiesel, you could. Yeah, you can probably use that. Okay. So I didn't. I I would not have known that if I. Which isn't there biofuel it. in Texas? There's. Mm-hmm. Um, who was it that? that did that was it like willie nelson or somebody it was somebody really big i think willie did for a while i don't know if he still does but i know that there i think it's the city of austin there might be some other cities that their city fleet runs on biofuels hmm. okay so, so we should go to austin hmm. there you no. go the place to survive a zombie apocalypse <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead Oh, yeah, I was just thinking about the whole holy water thing. Well, not really holy water, but how about anything that that burns, like, yeah, fuel. Another thing alcohol's good for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Setting things on fire. fire mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It may not be holy water, but. It'll still sting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I say that because I thought that was interesting. I'm, I don't know. Just generally, for the most part. People know the things that you need to be kind of prepared. Well, so some of the information I was looking at was talking about financial preparedness. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if people are financially prepared, you know, if something disastrous happened to their house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like in the hurricanes and there's flood damage and, you know, now you've got all this black mold and mm-hmm. and so does everybody else in your neighborhood. Right. And the insurance, what's it going to cover if it covers anything? And Right. Yeah. And how quickly can you get back into your house? I mean, how quickly can you find people to come in and, and fix right. things? Mm-hmm. Right. If meantime, everybody's needing people to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and first you've got to you've got to tear out all the stuff that has to go away, and you've got to have that done, have it disposed of, all that good stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And something I just want to bring up, which I still I don't know all the details of it, but we have had a lot of rain here recently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. I was very surprised to find out that the high school flooded mm-hmm. because it's on the highest mm-hmm. hill in town. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of makes you think, you know, when you think, oh, it's not going to happen to me. We're in this kind of a location. You don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. If the roof is going to leak or somehow right. water is going to get into the facility or, you know, your house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or it could cause other damages. It could cause sewer backup, mm-hmm. which could get into your house, I guess. I don't know. And flood mm-hmm. from that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I read a, a recently about some of those homes in with Hurricane Florence that had that kind of issue, mm-hmm. that the sewer system got filled, so that was coming up from every direction it could you know kitchen bathrooms all of that and so this water was coming from who knows where had been who knows where Mm -hmm. you know all of those things Mm -hmm. yeah Hmm. well and you were talking about financial preparedness and the other thing about that is um depending on the 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 disaster or the emergency or whatever, you may not be able to use your credit card or things like that. Right. You know, it depends on, mm-hmm. I think we're in a little better shape now because the banks are all kind of interconnected, but, you know, there still could be, depending on where mm-hmm. you're, if you've got a, a small local bank, you may have trouble if they had disaster, you know, had some kind of emergency sort of thing going on too. You may have trouble getting to your money. It, it's there, yeah. but you may have trouble getting to it for a period. Which, and because of our like online mobile access to everything, I mean, mm-hmm. I really think it's valuable to have paper copies of things. Right. Um, because you may not be able to find a place to charge your phone, mm-hmm. and then how do you access that stuff? Mm-hmm. So I think having you know your main documents your insurance and ownership Mm. stuff and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all that is important good plan at least no phone numbers and you can Mm -hmm. go to your you know local red cross shelter or wherever you know has power or has phones available or whatever it might be to get in touch with people yeah so some of the information that I got was from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and that's where it talked about, you know, it's got information for disasters and emergencies. There's a checklist, um, a financial first aid kit, which is kind of cool. That's an interesting concept, mm-hmm. right? financial first aid kit. What is that? <clears throat> well, it, it's actually an emergency financial first aid kit. It says FEMA... Um, has that to help individuals and families collect and organize critical financial, medical, and household contact information. How to secure your uh, finances after a natural disaster and disaster assistance. 
my niece lives over in um, North Carolina, and she was talking about um, aid being available after mm-hmm. the hurricanes for food. Mm. And she said it wasn't available yet in her area, but she said that it would mm-hmm. be available soon. And, you know, I personally was a little bit surprised that there was even food in the grocery stores. Right. So, yeah. Have you seen what happens in Decatur when there's a... When there's rain. <laughs> a snowstorm <laughs> or rain. Right. Holy cow. You want to talk about there being no Holy cow. Remember groceries. last year after Harvey, all the people who were hoarding gasoline? Oh, man. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, you People were <laughs> filling every available container that was yeah. completely illegal to put gasoline in just so that they would have gasoline because they thought we were going to run out. And they yeah. created and a they gasoline shortage. And they caused us to run out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because everybody panicked. Ugh. So don't do that. Yeah, I just mean, get a little <laughs> bit ahead of time if you feel like you're ever going to need it. But see, then it goes back to what you said, is that the chemicals are going to degrade. Right. It's yeah. only going to be so, good for about a year, and then it's going to start to yeah. degrade. But if you if you rotate that periodically, you know, you store it, and then you use it, and then refill it, and, you know, you'll this always hard. It. Yeah. That's like, true you about, have to plan yeah. ahead and think ahead and not yeah. just do it once, and well, you're done. true about all right. these things. It's not a one and done. Your canned goods are eventually going to not be They're good also going to expire at some point. So, so after yeah. 18 years or so. Yeah, you have to rotate those. You have to those. throw that spam out. <laughs> just, just going to have to let um, it go, Your right? batteries, you know, are eventually oh, yeah. going to go bad at some point. You need That's those. That's true. Um, Don't leave batteries in your devices either. Oh, yes, they will corrode. They mm-hmm. will. I have evidence of that. Yes, they will. <laughs> so do you all Children's have one of those? toys are terrible. Radios yeah. that you crank? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Or it's solar. I think you can crank it, and it's also solar. Hmm. Um, wow. It wears you out. Mm-hmm. You have one of those, and it's like trying. <laughs> we've got, yeah. we've got just a little coming. flashlight <laughs> that you're supposed to be able to shake, and, and mm-hmm. it, oh, my goodness, you have to shake it forever to make a real light, you know. Well, uh-huh. It'll have like a little, uh, you know, but then if you really want a light, you got to keep shaking it. And how long does that last? Not very long. Like ten seconds. I don't. I don't know. It's like the I, flashlight from Doom. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not very patient with things like that. So like, I don't really yeah. know if you if you were really doing it for a long time and you got a good charge. I don't know how long it would last. All this technology and spacecrafts and stuff, <laughs> and we can't make a flashlight that lasts more than ten seconds. Oh, right. That is <laughs> interesting. <laughs> we're all just wimps. When it comes to stuff, survival stuff, I guess. Well, you should have matches and things that you can build fire with because if your batteries or flashlights stop working, you're going to need something else. Yeah, still create a little light. Or an oil lamp or something like that. Lighters are good. But don't try to use fire against a zombie. It takes too long and you could hurt yourself in the process. Because then you just have a flaming zombie that becomes (laughs) even more dangerous. That's right, still shambles toward you. Right, no, that's, yeah. Yeah. Um, duct tape is good. Always. Sunglasses. Duct tape sunglasses? Maybe, eventually. Duct tape. <laughs> eventually, yeah. Eventually. You've, you've fixed your glasses so many times that there's there's just duct tape and lenses. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, permanent markers or something else to write with because... Because? You never know. You need to leave a note. Be like, you leave a little note that says a horde of zombies. Yeah, do don't not open, open this door. Do not open this door. 
Well, you know, I think like a paint with some paint brushes would be more effective. It would be bigger. You could yeah. write bigger. It depends on what you need to write. Yeah. 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 And also, how far are you going with that paint? <laughs> <laughs> I got my bucket. Because I might be here. like, I'm taking this marker. <laughs> You might I'm not one. carrying that can of paint. <laughs> I'm leaving it. Oh, goodness. Okay. So we're talking small cans of paint, not five-gallon buckets. <laughs> well, and I was only thinking a gallon, so yeah. Okay. Five-gallon. Right. <laughs> I might be in Denise's camp on that one. I was like, just leave it. I have the markers. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. One of the things it also says on here is pet food for 30 to 90 days. Because... If you have pets, you have to. Oh, that's really important. Yeah, you don't want to leave them out, you know, hanging out to dry. So that. Just in the last few weeks, I saw some of the cutest, most heart wrenching pictures of dogs being rescued from having been accidentally or incidentally, Mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever, left behind in a home that was flooded in North Carolina, and. Game Warden, I think, is who came along and and rescued these dogs. And they didn't want to come because they were at home and Mm -hmm. they were told to stay or whatever, you know. And finally got them to to follow him through the water to the the closest dry land. And they were just as happy as they could be, of course, because they finally had a place to run and play. And there was actual grass and, Mm -hmm. you know, all that. But little things. Mm Mm-hmm. October is also fire safety month, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that could be another. I think disaster. we already talked about fire safety. Don't light a zombie on fire. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We got it covered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about a meeting place. Oh, okay. Ooh, <laughs> oh, good. That's important. That Probably in, in fires or in another disaster that's as well. True. Like, where do you meet? Yeah. So kids are, you know, you go to the grocery store, your family's mm-hmm. at home, something happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are you going to meet? Mm-hmm. In that situation, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. a really good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Own oh, planning to do. <laughs> you got what? I've got my own planning to mm-hmm. do. Your own planning to do. <laughs> so one list I saw said to have local paper maps. Yes. Did you say that? No, no. but it's oh. on my list too. Good. Have maps. Because I never would have thought of that. We've got that. So, <laughs> why is that important? I mean, so you know where you're going. I know my community for the do most you? part. Oh, do uh-huh. I? Oh. Do you know all the back ways to get somewhere if the main route you take is is blocked or the street has fallen in or? Whatever. I could find several different routes to my house. Hmm. And here mm-hmm. to the library. Hmm. I'm a back roads kind of girl. Okay. But I yes. know that there's still a ton that I don't know mm-hmm. that would be options. Mm-hmm. Oh, my god! Well, I think that's why. <laughs> it's just so that, you know, if, you're, if your usual routes that you know just aren't accessible anymore that you could find a different way because we all rely on gps ways is probably not going to mm-hmm. be able to help us right 
<laughs> right. Well, I think a paper map becomes much more manageable when you're on foot and you're not mm-hmm. trying to drive and navigate right. at the same time. Like, right. I think that I could go on foot and use a road atlas of the United States and mm-hmm. get anywhere I wanted to go because mm-hmm. you have time to like you know, figure right. things out as you go. Right. Scout ahead. See what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plan your way. Find ways around mm-hmm. the bridge that's out. <laughs> yeah, don't try to cross the bridge that's out. <laughs> never, that never ends well. No. What's funny is on this list it says antibiotics, not for the zombie virus, but for normal bacteria. <laughs> Antiviral drugs, not for the zombie virus, but for normal viruses. Yeah, I think at this point, like, there's not going to be a cure <laughs> for zombification. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, ibuprofen, acetaminophen, antihistamine, aspirin, laxative iodine and so on and so forth all the first aid kit stuff yeah. i have a first aid kit that's basically mm-hmm. what that comes down to and you have to be careful with the first aid kit because mm-hmm. the stuff in that can go bad too mm-hmm. that's, true. that's true so you need to um rotate that. so none yeah. of this is one and done <laughs> no no yeah. disaster really preparedness is a lifelong effort <laughs> it's a lifestyle it's a lifestyle <laughs> Yes, it is. For, hmm. for some people, it's a lifestyle and a hobby and a pastime. Mm-hmm. And a, yeah, mm-hmm. all that. And an occupation. Well, that's true. <laughs> so, interesting thought that one of these articles about an, a zombie apocalypse emergency plan, that's uh-huh. a mouthful. Yeah. It says that they would... Um, Compare it to the 1992 L.A. riots with Mm. mass looting and store owners protecting their stores with guns. Mm -hmm. So let me just say, if I were in that general area, lived or worked, that would be very frightening. And, you know, you wouldn't want to step out of your house. Right. So you might be stuck in your house for or wherever. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long that lasted. That can happen anywhere, though. Like, right. people are just going to go nuts. Well, <laughs> right, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, think about that, you that, have to be that whole for thing that. in downtown Dallas just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it didn't last for days, but there was a mm-hmm. long period of time when people who lived around there or who, people who worked around there could not step out of their buildings and be sure that they were going to be safe. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to stay inside, shelter in place kind of thing, and... You don't expect that in your hometown, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I know Dallas is a big city, and we're not, but things can happen anywhere. Anywhere. So where do we keep all these things that we prepare? That's a really good question. Yeah. Some are dry and cool. You know, around here, there Mm -hmm. are a lot of older homes that have those cellars or the outdoor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah cellar things that are mm-hmm. can be used as a tornado shelter mm-hmm. and and all that right. and i think a lot of root people, cellar kind of thing yes, yeah yeah um but there's a lot of newer homes mm-hmm. that don't have those mm-hmm. um so you have to keep it in your house i mean where else are you gonna or your garage or whatever mm-hmm. well some one thing i read said 
keep some supplies in your car because what happens if this disaster happens and you're away from home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really and, hard. You know, if you work or if you're on a trip, whatever, you know, are you ready? Or do you have to go back home? <laughs> To get ready. Still not ready. That's, yeah. <laughs> See, and that's no, really no. interesting because <laughs> you don't want to keep food in your car. Right. Not in the Texas sun. No. I mean, even if it's canned and preserved, oh, I yeah, yeah. know. That's mm-hmm. not good. Your car is going to get to be like 125 degrees. That spam <gasps> isn't going <laughs> to isn't gonna <laughs> survive it. Even spam. Yeah, even yeah. spam is going to go bad. <laughs> uh, if there's not an explosion in your car. <laughs> <laughs> there's that too. <laughs> Um, but that's a really good point. Now, in a colder climate, mm-hmm. I was always taught you keep a blanket. Mm-hmm. You keep, you know, maybe some, if you're going to go on a trip, you snacks and, you know, different mm-hmm. things because you never know. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and around when, here, you know, some of us work a little ways from where we live. Mm-hmm. So even in that situation, you know, if you're more than five, ten minutes away from home, it's a good idea here to keep a blanket in the car, to keep, mm-hmm. you know, take a drink with you, take, you know, a water bottle or something when, you, when you're when you driving so that if we've got ice or if, you know, you know, you get to a low water crossing and we've had all this rain and suddenly it's closed and you're stuck, you know, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But you don't think about having all of your financial stuff with you right no Mm-mm. never well would. and that's just kind of dangerous uh-huh. yes have all that stuff with you on a day-to-day exactly <laughs> and you don't want to store it in your phone nope. because it could still be accessed yep. it'd probably be easier to access than <laughs> being in your car mm-hmm. yeah so probably some kind of sta- a storage bin of some kind, something yeah. that's safe that isn't going to be ruined during the disaster. Yeah, something secure, or at least airtight, or mm-hmm. something like that, right? So my in-laws, I think this was our very first Christmas after Jeff and I got married, gave us a fireproof box Ooh. to keep, you know, important papers. Mm-hmm. In. I never would have thought of that. We didn't have one of those in my house growing up. It's yeah. the one that it, when the fire burns, it just like seals it, and then you just bust yeah. it open with a sledgehammer or whatever, and all your stuff's still I there. guess, because I've never had that happen, so I don't know, <laughs> but I suppose. Because I have one of those, too. So, I'm going to go ahead and bring this back around <laughs> to the okay. library, because guess what it says on my list? What? It says to read up on disaster preparedness. Can you imagine the books it tells you to read? Not like the SAS handbook or anything like mm-hmm. that. It says, examples of books to read include The Road by Cormac McCarthy. What? And Stephen King's The Stand. Oh, yeah. You've already read The Hunger mm. Games, right? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. I thought that was funny. That and is. The Walking Dead were comics, right? Mm-hmm. Graphic yes. novels before yeah. it was appropriate. All things that you can get here. Are we? Pre- are you prepared now? No, but mm-hmm. I know more about how unprepared I am. So you're prepared to become prepared. <laughs> mm, I'm prepared to ponder on it a while. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's probably where I am. <laughs> so but at least I'm, I'm not, pondering in the right direction now. I have some focus for yeah. that pondering. Well, I mean, think about really your pantry right now at your house. Mm. 
Just saying, you know. Uh, <laughs> All right. Nope. Well, we're dead in a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we hope that you are all a little more prepared to be, at least to become prepared or thinking about being prepared in the case of a disaster, a real world disaster, such as a flood or, you know, a tornado or something. It's important. In the case of a zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. you might also be prepared. But you probably shouldn't worry because you'll probably be a zombie or you'll probably be dead. Before the Pentagon gets the, gets that plan into motion. As a, as a zombie, probably. But mm. So you can you can always take comfort in knowing that there's only going to be a few people that are yeah. going to be able to survive during a zombie apocalypse to I begin with. I think that's true, yeah. And on that note... <clears throat> Good luck. <laughs> good, bu- good night and good luck. Yeah. Happy planning. Thank you for listening to the Long Overdue Podcast, the production of the Decatur Public Library in Decatur, Texas.